five nights with Smash Africa. Smash Africa. Tonight, I am joined by the one and only uh, Nigerian music artist, Asha, who has uh, forged her own path when it comes to sound, songwriting, and continues to do so with her latest body of work, title 5 V. Good evening, Asha. Welcome to Five Nights. How do you do this evening? Good evening. I feel great. Thank you very much. And thanks for having me. So we are connecting via Zoom. Where in the world are you right now? Well, I'm in uh, Brussels in Belgium, performing there tonight. Oh, there's a show there tonight? Oh, that's so yes. beautiful. So you're going to be healing a lot of souls tonight. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting. Every time um, I speak to artists about healing through music, it's either two yes. things. Um, they either jump with joy because they resonate yes. and they understand, or sometimes they are humble about the power of healing, right? When it, com when it comes to you, um, how, how has music healed you? Um, I think because music is what, um, for me, it's a way of life. It's a religion, it's a culture, it's the language which I speak. It's, the, it's in my thoughts, in my thoughts, in everything that I do. Uh, I must say music is uh, my, my therapist. Music is my pastor. <laughs> <laughs> music is where I find God. Mm -hmm. Music, yes, heals me every time. You know? yeah. It heals me every time. Yeah. Even though... I think when you when you first said you know you ask musicians, uh, you know about music as a healing tool, and they either jump up and you know yes to it or they're humble. Mm -hmm. It's because um, even sometimes you, you either know the gift you have or you don't, and so mm -hmm. you become humble about it. Mm -hmm. I think either way is still some sort of humility. Uh, because it's such a powerful thing, you know, mm. and I think some people, and, and sometimes I, do not realize the power of my music, for example, and, and the extent that it has traveled and those it has helped and healed. And so sometimes, of course, I, I write all those songs, but honestly, I find myself when I when I'm in uh, in a piece of a rock in, in the corner. Mm. I do go back to some of the songs and said, but you said this now. What's mm -hmm. the problem? Mm -hmm. Why didn't you listen to what you said? Yes. You said it. <laughs> Let me <laughs> tell you. Find answers in your own song. Mm -hmm. I really I, I really love the fact that you, you referenced that point where you've written something that was profound. And later on, when you recorded it and you released it, it spoke volumes to many individuals. And yet, um, when you're going through tough times, you don't mm -hmm. go to your lyrics <laughs> to get out of that. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, 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 do you it's remember? It's so do you, funny. 
Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember the first time you heard a song and it made you feel so good? And whether you were going through troubles or like trying times or challenges, do you remember a specific song that brought a sense of healing, a sense of pain relieved, if you like? I would say uh, a song has brought me a sense of uh, healing or pain relief. I think a song that I've heard that is good mm. really just challenges me to want to write songs. Mm. And that's happened a couple of times, you know, at different points in my life, in my growth. You know, I've listened, remember when I was uh, still in music school? Um, and I was on the bus in Lagos, I was trying to get from, you know, away from, you know, just go somewhere. Um, I think it was to go perform, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I heard um, Angelique Joe's music on the bus. And I remember it was, I, I, I cried because I was like, wow, you know, and then it also challenged me to want to write. Mm. You know, um, it has happened to me too. Uh, I listened to song like uh, what, what? What was it? I just I may not remember the exact song. You know, it could be a Bob Marley song. It could be a, a Miriam Akeba song. It, it just challenges me because it's like, oh my god! And I think that challenge, of course, comes with healing. Um, it comes with some kind of, um, it, it just makes me uncomfortable with my current situation and how much I need to get away from where I am now, mm. you know, and, and progress. So that's what music does to me, you know, uh, yeah. I think it's so uh, beautiful that I'm having this conversation with you uh, because um, you, you, you speak about a five, V, um, and this is yeah. a quote, a certain carefreeness, letting go, trusting in the process and allowing myself to be vulnerable, unquote. And, mm. you know, in vulnerability, there's, there's always bravery. <laughs> it's such a, <laughs> it's such a beautiful thing, yet so misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You talk um, about the record, Mayana, that's how I pronounce it, right? And how, you know, in terms of how you want to interpret the album, you can interpret it whichever way you want it. But through your music, you can't just have, but feel the healing. I want to bring you back. I want to bring you back to a time in your life where you were on a hiatus. You took a break from music. I was break. never an hiatus. Let's let's get it straight. I was never, and I've never taken a break per se. Uh-huh. Um, no, I, I didn't take a break. I don't know why everyone kept saying I took a break. Right? And, and, and 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 I would, did not finish my question. By the way, thank you for correcting me there. So you you didn't take a break. So I, not- sorry, sorry. <laughs> You didn't take a break, you were not on a hiatus, but in terms of your your fans and the people who were waiting for Asha's music, 
what were you busy with? What were you what were you doing at the time? Because we are under the impression, especially in the day and age of social media, if you're not present online, yeah. there's something wrong. Or yeah. you know what I mean? So this is yeah. us this is time for us to be clear and 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 set the yeah. record straight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm I'm not such a big social media person. And I think that was what happened. I I'm, I'm I don't um, especially then, I, I didn't think I had to put everything I was doing online um, because I'm such a private person and um, I don't really enjoy it like that. But you know, today, when you see Asha on social media, it's just because I have a crazy uh, best friend manager who just captures all the uh, all what Asha is all about, you know, in my goofiness, in you know, in my just being Asha. So I'm grateful for that because now I understand the, that the world and times we're in now, you need to show. And um, but what was happening during this so-called hiatus? <laughs> was I was recording an album and mm-hmm. and I recorded this album and I wasn't happy with it and I put it out in a bin. I put it put it in the bin. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a whole how many months of work just gone down because I wasn't happy. Um, it was it was gonna put me on the Grammy radar because I was working with all these Grammy people, mm. uh, but I wasn't happy. So um, it, I wasn't happy. Simple. And then um, also I was also traveling a lot to go and write. I wanted to change the environment. I wanted to be inspired. Mm. by my environment so I did go to Nashville uh, to LA to you know I, I went I just went traveling just went to write and so that was what I was doing um, and again coupled with the fact that I wasn't really into the social media thing you know <laughs> social media when 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 i started social media was not born and then, yeah, yeah and um and then all of a sudden there's this you know which i i, I now i absolutely absolutely appreciate and you know enjoy so um yeah it is what it is you know i i love your goofiness on social media I see your goofiness and I'm like, man, what a cool hand. What a cool girl, man. <laughs> um, Thank you. And, and, and also, like, how free-spirited it comes across. You know, like, the thing about social media today, it's either you dress it or you give the people mm-hmm. who you are. And usually when you are a private person and you are in the limelight, you are on these pedestals. Mm-hmm. Your management or your, your the people that you work with would be like, oh, but why don't you like put up, put up, put up? And yeah. I, I feel like, um, and you will correct me. There's a lot of noise on social media, and yeah, half the time, at the, at, at the age of uh, mental illness awareness, mm-hmm. we need to protect ourselves. No, oh, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. 
How many days? How many days have you gone without touching your phone? <laughs> uh, I, I have to tell you that I, I I'm I, I'm also cooked, you know. Um, I'm just um, um, these days I. Oh my God, that's so hard because unconsciously I, I found myself going back there. And um, but you know these days I, I like you know what it's been like couple of months now, I think. Don't go on the social media and I actually enjoy not going there because um, you know it, it's, it's there's a sugar there's a, an addictive aspect of the social media mm-hmm. um, even though you want to use it as a tool that is it is uh, sometimes you know it's just the, the, the wondering that, that you know and the, whoever is behind that this brilliant idea of social media knows how to get us all hooked. So mm-hmm. we are all kind of addicted, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in some ways. But um, to for me, I, I, I say, no, I'm not going to go on that social media. And I actually have the best time not going on that. Really. Yeah, I, I, I love but, that. But, but, but for, for days, for days, I have to confess, I am uh, I'm a recovering addict. <laughs> so it takes time. <laughs> it takes time. You know, sometimes I will fall off the way. I will go back on the social media, but um, I try. I'm trying. Yeah. You know, be patient. I, I, AA for social media. We need one for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I, and I think, I think, you know, like, not to tell people what they, how much time they must spend on their phones or social media, but it's all about balance regulate what you consume regulate what you put out regulate what you put in you know what i mean and the beauty of life is balance and funny enough when when you write music there's a beautiful balance that comes uh you know whether it's telling a story from the beginning middle and end so i just want to touch on that all right let's talk about let's talk about collaborations you are uh I would I would call you like the person who loves to collaborate, whether you are collaborating with um, a massive artist, an unknown artist, or you are collaborating with your band. What what is the the secret? Uh, uh, um, let me not call it a secret. What is one thing that you love about collaborating with others? Because one thing I love about collaboration is um, it definitely it is a good type of collaboration where everything is just smooth, you know, two people come together, three people, and everything is just easy. It's meant, it was already ordained by the stars and the gods. Mm. Um, collaboration is a beautiful thing because. Um, Two heads come together, three heads, it will make it better. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it opens it opens uh, the music up. It's, instead of being a one-track mind, it just makes it more, more open and global. And, and I like that. Mm-hmm. It kind of it's inclusive, you know, it kind of includes everyone. Because everyone's got a different opinion uh, to one matter. So, mm-hmm. you know, and they mm-hmm. see things differently, you know. Mm-hmm. different angle so um, yeah 
I mean, that's a good side of collaboration. Yeah. Now, now let's talk about what informs you to pick your co-collaborators. Uh -huh. Because you sometimes you, you sometimes you sometimes don't know if the the, the universe is aligned, yes, whether God yes. approves that you must. So, what informs you to pick your co-collaborators? Well, you know, um, when I'm writing, sometimes I always love to write from another person's um, point of view, um, might be other person. So the, the song with Amarin, for example, I was writing like I think or I imagine Amarin would write. And it was in a song that was her. And so we ended up, you know, doing the song together. Um, for for IBG uh, with Reeskin, um, I heard his voice in the song. It was, you know, the temperament. Uh, of the voice and the melody and um, I just thought it was right and uh, you know what we had actually met a year ago before mm -hmm. the, the song we had spoken on the phone like eight years ago that we were going to do a song together and um, I think everything just time was right and it, it, you know it was the, the time the perfect time for that song and um and for the for the for the cavemen, um you know it was such a on our first meeting uh that was the first song mm -hmm. we did together and it was such a, a beautiful beautiful time look the song title is good times what time do you wake up what's the first thing you do in the morning what does your routine look like? Because I understand you've got two lives. You've got your life on tour, and then you've got life at home. So I want you to break it down for me. Well, I wake up at 4 a.m. I wake up, I go first, go have coffee. Mm -hmm. I see, you know, coffee, and then um, I go out from the balcony, it's dark. I love it when the world is near see, at least on my side of the world. Um, and then that's the best time I enjoy writing, making a writing, making a song. Most of all the all the songs in on five, most of them were written at dawn at that mm. time. Mm. Um, except Believer uh, and um, all that I um, ever wanted. Maybe this is in one sitting at the studio in the afternoon, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, and then I would go and do here at two for seven. I go do some jump ropes, some workout, mm -hmm. and then uh, start 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 either have breakfast, but and then start the proper day. I'm back in the studio. That's pretty much what I'll do. Maybe I'll do that until, of course, with a lot of breaks in between because uh, <laughs> being in the studio mm -hmm. for long hours, I, I need I need a mistake. I need to get out, especially when I'm writing. Mm -hmm. uh, and and then maybe by five we're done. Five kind of come out. That should be you know. But there's some, sometimes where we go longer, you know, 
no longer dependent on working mm-hmm. with another person in the studio. We just go, um, you know, where, 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 when the inspiration hits, you know. So I don't wait for inspiration anymore. It's been such a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of I go find it. It's everywhere. I mean, it's like. everywhere. <laughs> I love that. I, I I like an inspiration to oxygen. Um, imagine yeah. <laughs> imagine one day waking up. There's no oxygen. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> And yet we mm. take it we take it for granted. We like, oh, I I expect mm. to wake up and there's oxygen. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So, so yeah, that, really that's like, that's deep, man. That's deep. I really like that. Now, when you are on tour, like right now, you are out in Belgium. What time did you wake up? Uh, I can't imagine that you'll still wake up early if you have a late night show the night before. Um, do you work out the same way in terms of the food that you eat because you're in a different country in a different place you know how, yeah. how does how does it change and how does it affect you <clears throat> well it's, it's well it's hard it's tough to, to work out on the road mm. you know you can really work out but it's just mm, it's not the same um, well, on, on the day of my show, I do. I, I really prefer not to eat anything because I just want to be very light. Um, and then I also wake up early, but not at four. Not at four. Just, it's just a natural, it's just something that is now, um, you know, in my head. It's an it's a eight o'clock to just wake me up. Yeah. Uh, depends when I sleep, um, at least maximum. If I sleep at midnight at six, you know, AM, I'm up. I read somewhere that we don't really, we don't need that much sleep as we think we do. So I'm always happy to be up, you know. I just mm-hmm. want to be up before everybody. It's like, ah, that's yeah. Come back. Yeah, I'm up. So and it's still dark. Okay, but whatever I want to do, everybody's still sleeping. Um, I, I just gotta tell you uh, an anecdote yeah. um, about being up early. I, yeah. I, I I was in boarding school, and if yeah. you're not up early, you don't get warm yeah. or hot water. Mm. <laughs> so mm. in, in terms in terms of how I think about, it, I was like, do I want this hot water shower or do I want cold? Mm-hmm. Especially in the winter now, yeah. it's, it's getting to that part in South Africa. Yeah. You know, I I. Mm, so I feel like also my body clock to a certain degree as yeah. just because of that experience, yeah. you know, waking up early. Yeah. And <laughs> I was I was also I was also in boarding school. Mm-hmm. But my own waking up was uh well, I was in a boarding school in the north of Nigeria, usually cold, very cold. Mm-hmm. And we never had hot water. Mm-hmm. I think it was you just had because the room uh, design uh, almost like a just a hall, open hall. Your bunks, you can easily see anybody who's on in the bed. And you know, once they ring that bell at five a.m., you have to jump down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and um, I maybe my own antidote will be I used to take the opportunity to go hide. You know, I sneak and go hide when they distribute the chores. Yeah. <laughs> 
everyone is lined up in the square mm-hmm. waiting for each, you know everyone's um, chores and i would just sneak out yeah <laughs> where is But when you do come to South Africa, maybe we should do that. Like you know, maybe I should oh, even yeah. I should even start like a, a boarding school podcast. <laughs> oh, Can you imagine oh. the crazy things that we are gonna hear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, definitely that would be yeah. some stories, man. Yeah, but I think we're all it's 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 similar. We're all don't it doesn't matter where we're from. I think boarding school stories are kind of similar, you know, yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. All right, okay, cool. Um, thank you so much for your time. Before I let you go, um, very, very important question, and I want you to think about it. What yeah. does the future look like, according to you? Oh, oh. you know, I couldn't tell you what the future holds but every day i'm feeling you know um just by living on the edge of the future which is kind of a cool place to be um i feel it's bright you know i'm very positive about it um i am i'm excited to do more music in um in you know in addition to really give you a thought so um yeah by the end of the year either the end of the year or early next year just make more music and um make make music that actually heals yeah yeah and that's <laughs> so, yeah yeah that's, that's, yeah. So, that's so beautiful and that's why music heals is a thing i yeah. mean and it's got so much power and uh, yeah. I just want to say before I let you go, thank you for the music, thank you for the inspiration, thank you for the healing, and keep on being an inspiration and the light that you've been put on this earth. 
at the end of the day, you are a vessel, you know? And all you will take away from this world is your spirit, which lives forever. But your music will also live forever. The inspiration and the light that you have shone on everybody, um, directly or indirectly, will live forever. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. One time, uh, that was a uh, Nigerian superstar, the one and only out in Belgium, Asha chatting to us this evening about uh, music heels. Thank you so much for choosing Five Nights. Smash Africa on Five.